0: This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast, potentially the podcast of the number one team in the nation after this weekend. Arkansas picks up a series win over South Carolina in Fayetteville. Uh, Just some incredible performances on the mound. And then, you know, getting, getting enough work done at the plate. Tavian Josenberger return, our guy, uh Hunter Holland complete game. I mean, holy crap, that was incredible. Uh John Bolton. We're gonna have the state of the John Bolton address during this episode. So stick around for that. We have to address uh John Bolton. And so we're gonna talk about that. We got a lot to get to. But uh, first off, Robert and Christian. We got so we, we have Robert and Christian, Robert, the designated baseball boy over at hogbeat.com. He's gonna be leaving us because he hates us. And then we have Christian, producer Christian, who is uh, – I mean, he's just – he's got a new job, man. I'm excited for him. So I, I want to give the floor to you guys before we start talking about Arkansas baseball. Or should we save it to the, for the end? Should, should we save it for the end? You, I think you guys have a couple announcements.
1: Let's let's save it for the end. We got we got ball to talk first. Okay.
0: I didn't know if you guys thought you were more important than ball or not.
1: Absolutely
2: not. Okay. I appreciate that, Mason. But, yeah, we can, we can save it for the end. Tease it for the end.
0: Okay. Yeah announcements couple announcements for the end so you got to stick around for the end of the episode okay uh let's just let's just get the truth out there though christian and i didn't really pay attention to the friday and saturday games had some family stuff going on that's part of the announcement that we'll talk about later on but robert was there he's a baseball guy through and through and so he's gonna take us through the friday saturday saturday games i kept an eye on it but i don't I'll, i'll pitch in here and there but robert Let's let's talk about those. So Arkansas gets the win on Friday, four to one, and you're feeling great. It's just another like example of Hagen Smith is just really freaking good at baseball.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we talked about it last week in Starkville. You know, we we worried about you know he was kind of erratic. We we heard the phrase "caged lion" being thrown around. Uh, that wasn't really the case at all. Uh, with with Hagen Smith against South Carolina, uh, he didn't give up a run until the sixth inning. Uh, didn't quite make it through the sixth, got through five and two thirds, but I mean, he was just working really, really effectively struck out another seven batters. Uh, he had three walks in his first two innings, but didn't walk anybody after that. Um, just, you know, his, I mean, here, let's, let's, let's find his ERA real quick. Cause you know, his, his stats, they, they really, they really speak to you. Uh, his, his ERA is down to two point. What is it? Two point four, seven. There you go. I mean he's he's easily without a doubt one of one of the best pitchers in the SEC best left-handed pitchers best pitchers regardless he's it's it's amazing how we can have so many complaints about him because he his numbers speak for themselves he's he's very very effective like it feels like perhaps he could somehow be more effective I don't know if that makes sense or not but like he he gets the job done with routine.
0: No, I definitely agree with you on the, it feels like he could be more effective because it with, when you're watching Hagen Smith, you're like, okay, this is really good. But at the same time, you can tell that he has more like, you know, he, he kind of, he loses velo, which is normal, like throughout the game that happens, but he almost gets better throughout the game. And I feel like that's something we talked about a lot last year. Um, and we felt like when he was coming out of the bullpen, it was almost like you're not getting as much out of Hagan Smith as you could get every weekend. Cause he was throwing anywhere from like 40 to 70 pitches. Whereas you're looking at him as a starter and you're getting 90 to a hundred pitches out of him. So, but I think what you're saying is like, we've seen this with Hagan Smith this year where it's like, sometimes he throws more pitches than he needs to, which I mean, that's just how the game goes. Like i you know, Hagan Smith is way better. I mean, like he, He's he's played a lot more baseball than I've played in my life, so like I can't sit here and say that he's just not doing his job. But it it feels like sometimes he he'll he'll throw a little bit more pitches than maybe he needs
1: to. I don't I don't know what that is. Like I I'm not a coach. Right. Yeah. It'd be cool if we could have Matt Hobbs on to, to I know, talk right? about I, that only. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I mean, he he again looked looked significantly better than he did in Starkville, which by the way wasn't even a bad stat line one earned in five. Five innings, but um, yeah, one hundred and five and two thirds. He just like he's he's got Friday night written all over him, and it you know, that pitching performance, uh, followed by Gage Woods, uh, 10 out. I guess he got the win because he, he came in in a tie game. Uh, but but those two together they just really set the tone for the rest of the weekend. I mean, that that series it, it had an incredible playoff feel to it. It was it was a wonderful
0: series to watch. Hagen Smith, um, you mentioned it. I mean, one of the best pitchers in the SEC. He just like it just looks so effortless with him, you know. Like we've we've watched him throw, and sometimes it's great when like the ballpark gets quiet and you can like hear him grunt when he throws, because it's just like it's so satisfying, you know, to just like hear a guy putting all effort into one throw, and then he's going ninety four pitches. Like he Hagen Smith, really good at baseball, and I was I'm thinking about it, like I'm sitting and thinking. And if you just look at this pitching staff, Hagen Smith, Gage Wood, Brady Tiger, Jackson Wiggins, and then like you could you could throw in some other names, but those four right there. Of course, Jackson Wiggins not throwing this year. Brady Tiger's had the injury. Those are four big league pitchers right there. Like four guys that have a legit shot at at pitching in in the show, like within the next five to six years, right? And oh, by the way, let's not forget Hunter Holland. Yes, yeah, Hunter Holland. That's the thing is like you you think about those guys because they're like the younger guys, Jackson Wiggins, a junior. But like Hunter Holland is another example. Like Hunter Holland, he's also been dealing with an injury. We've seen his VLO go down because of that, I, I would guess. But Hunter Holland's another example of like he's a top five left hand pitching prospect in uh, in college. Like he's the that race, Yeah.
1: Yeah and and he's he's got this this issue with his uh with his push off leg that he's just pitching through and he threw a freaking complete game on it Sunday. Retired 19 straight hitters on the number 6 team in the country. Like that was crazy, bro. I,
0: I we had a conversation like a, a couple weeks ago where it's like okay, how serious is this Holland injury? Do they need to rest him for a little bit? And I mean even he told us after the game he's like I'm going to pay for it tomorrow. But right. at the same time for him to for him to go full 9 on a leg that's bothering him. I mean, that's just he's an he's an
1: incredible competitor right. and and you could you could hear it, you know, I feel like we should save all this for for our Sunday bit. but like you could hear it in his in his you know interviews the last two weeks. he 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 seems fine like mentally he he's he's fighting through this this uh, physical ailment, whatever it is. It's still unclear officially, but um you know he 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 looks like a pro by the way, I am. I I feel
0: like I've said this a lot now, but I'm 100% bought in on Gage Wood. Gage Wood just the way that he he's just like so emotional on the mound. I think he had some quotes about it on Friday where he's like, "Once I get going, I'm I'm going." Like it, it's I, hard to stop me. Yeah, he is so fun to watch when he gets that that third out on a strikeout and he just struts off the off the mound and sticks the tongue out. It's freaking hilarious, dude. I love Gage Wood.
2: He he's has that. Play this. <laughs> He has that are you not entertained vibe every time he's on the mound. And I freaking love it. Like the WWE vibe, energy. I love watching him pitch.
1: To quote the great Crash Davis, you've got to play this game with fear and arrogance. Mm. Good Adrian, stuff. He he's so fun to watch. It's it's very
0: exciting that he's just a freshman. Uh you hope you hope that he doesn't hit the freshman wall. But let's talk about this. It would would a guy like gage wood hit the freshman wall even though he didn't really throw like a ton of innings early on in the year cuz like hagen smith last year he hit the freshman wall but he was starting every
1: weekend and and routinely going six like yeah. you know of course like you know they're taxing wood more and more you know it's usually been 9 outs this week this week it was 10 um but like you said he didn't really Throw that many to st- it hasn't been as consistent as it was with Hagen Smith last year so you know I mean here we are we got three regular season games left to talk about so he's he's kind of running out of time to hit the freshman wall
0: yeah um uh what happened to the plate Robert talk, talk us through how Arkansas got four runs
1: yeah that's a that's a good point basically Kendall Diggs showed up to to work again um, so that was cool. Peyton Holt, by the way, uh, had himself a weekend. Uh, we'll 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 discuss this in in full later. But uh, leadoff double from Holt in the third breaks up the perfect game, no hitter, yada yada yada. Tavian Josenberger draws a walk, and Kendall Diggs gets an RBI single. There's one run. Uh, you know, it took him until the sixth to to get again. But that's the thing. Uh, South Carolina tied it in the sixth. What did Arkansas do? Responded as it tends to do. Uh, Caleb Kelly, uh hitting to a double play with runners on the corners so the guy third scored and then seven inning number seven also began with uh, Peyton Holt getting on base John Bolton getting a hit and uh, Kendall Diggs driving two more in so four runs three RBIs on the night for the Razorbacks Kendall Diggs had all three RBIs
0: Kendall Diggs is a good ball player Kendall Diggs is a sneaky really good baseball player 'Cause like last year were we thinking about Kendall Diggs as like, you know, this major league prospect where, you know, he's gonna be, you know, a, a higher round draft pick. He's a guy who's gonna hit what? He's hitting over three hundred in SEC play right? just on the season, right? What's his average on the season? Yeah, let's check this here.
1: Um, SEC. You get SEC Kendall on this Two ninety seven. He's hitting nine-
0: three, He's hitting three nineteen in SEC or in on the season. And, of course, he leads the team with 55 RBI. Right. Uh, what else does he lead the team with? Walks, 39 walks.
1: Yeah. 32, 32 RBI in league play leads the team as well. 297 is the average, and he's got an OPS of 969.
0: And not and not only is Kendall Diggs, like, showing that he's a, a very good hitter, he can hit in in almost every scenario – but he's also proved, and this is huge for his draft stock, he's proved this year that he can play a good right field. And we, we questioned it and doubted it too. And
1: and he has very much proved us wrong. I, I would like the record to show that I asked several weeks ago if if he would ever get a shot in the field. Not, you know, hoping for injuries or anything like that, but uh, I was I kind of got laughed at for that question. And lo and behold, he has turned into a very, very, you know, I don't know, above serviceable uh, right fielder in front of our eyes over the last however however long Wagner's been out. Four weeks? Five weeks? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Um, okay, before we move on, are we good on game one? Are we good to move on to game two?
1: I guess I'll just mention Gage Wood's stats. Struck out four. All four came in the last two innings. You know, he just came in, slammed the door. He's he, so good. He's so good. It's – you know, you want to say it's a shame that he didn't get a save for that effort because, you know, that's it's a nice little counting stat that that he could uh, drive up. But you know, he he can't control the circumstances when he comes in to to get out of a of a corners and two outs situation in the sixth like earlier than he's ever come in in this role before. Just just monumental, dude's dude's a stud. I'm All happy right.
2: that I was happy that my prediction was wrong. I wanted to see him come out of the bullpen twice over the weekend but it was perfectly fine he went 3 over 3 innings with 4 Ks like it was it was what much needed like they needed him that night so
1: yeah it turns out there were no bullpen questions to be answered all weekend no what okay so that was
0: Christian's bull prediction i always forget our bull predictions what was what was mine i can't remember
1: i don't remember what yours was i was thinking about this earlier though mine was uh two more home runs for Brady Slavens cuz he usually tends to hit them in bunches which that didn't end up being true However, I think he had a pretty good weekend at the plate.
2: How many home runs were on the weekend? Only one?
1: Yeah, I mean, Ben McLaughlin hit the only one for Arkansas. They, oh, there, were, there were a pair of solo shots in Sunday's game. Oh, um, I remember mine.
0: I, I had I had John Bolton having at least four hits. Oh, oh, he had, he he was had close, three. So three.
1: But he had two doubles, so he basically had four hits. Yeah, his, his second doubles, or his second and third double of, of league play after the very first game against Auburn. Isn't it
0: wild that, that I picked John Bolton to have four hits, you know, it's, you know.
1: Hey, I I texted you this during, uh, during Sunday's game. We we might have, have to have a serious conversation about weekend MVP John Bolton. Yeah, we're going to get to that.
0: We are going to get to that, Robert. But before we do, uh, let's talk about one of our sponsors and it is myperfectfranchise.net. You've heard me talk about myperfectfranchise.net. If you're ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream, if you're looking for a side hustle while working your current job, or if you just want to diversify and build wealth and leave a legacy, you need to call Andy Ledecki. The uh, The number is 404-973-9901. His service is 100% free. He's a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner, and he's just trying to help people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and much more. Like I said, 100% free. You're not paying for this. You're paying for the franchise. That's what you're doing. But he's going to help you do it, get it set up to where you can make some money. So if you have any questions, give him a call, 404-973-9901, or visit myperfectfranchise.net for more details. Go to myperfectfranchise.net. What are we laughing at?
1: Christian, I'm so sorry, but I have to out you for this right now. Mason, you launched into that. Christian leaned back and just fell out of his chair. Why?
2: they said that was an MVP ad read because I just totally put I leaned way back in my chair and I just went flying and fell and knocked over my fan. Are you Marcel- for real? Yeah, you didn't see
0: it? Dude, no, I had I had my Zoom screen covered up so I could read the ad. Uh, that oh, that was fantastic. I'm- I have it recorded, but it's only recording on the speakers. so now I can't go back and find the video. Oh uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's awful. Are you okay? yeah i'm fine okay all right uh let's move on to game two and uh you get in another inning out of brady tiger you're just gonna add an inning every weekend i guess
1: yeah i mean if it ain't broke don't fix it right it's a it's a good formula and and will mcintyre is is really proving that he can play that piggyback role very effectively um tiger looked good again like you said three innings uh gave up his first hit in the last three weeks since he's been back um but he struck out four dudes. I mean that that was that was a change. He he'd been getting a lot of a lot of soft contact to start, but then K's a couple in the first, another one in the second, another one to end it in the third. He was at 37 pitches, I believe. Uh, after 3 and then it was just another one of those scenarios where they had him go down to the bullpen and finish his pitch count and call it a day. I guess they didn't want to deal with uh you know, a mid-inning, mid-inning pitching change or anything like, like that. Let let Will McIntyre come in clean. And uh, boy, McIntyre struggled that fourth inning, uh, it's not even like he was bad, really. Like he gave up four hits, three runs. but you know there were there were a couple seeing eye ground balls that got through. and you know what can you do about it? Uh, the, the only thing only thing you can do about it is score runs, and Arkansas simply did not do that. But McIntyre was great for the last five innings.
2: That's a, that's a quality start. If it's, if it's flipped, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, six, six runs or excuse me, six innings, three, three earned runs. That's exactly like you said, quality start. So um, dudes, dudes pitching very, very well in the relief role. You could tell he was fired up too. I mean, he gets strikeout number nine to, to end the top of the ninth and he, you know, he's pumping his fists and, you know, screaming at the catcher and he's, just wasn't enough to to outdo Jack Mahoney and Chris Beach for South Carolina.
0: Yeah. I I will say, so Arkansas lost this game three to one. And we're going to talk about Jack Mahoney and how he kind of uh, did a did a good job for South Carolina. But I will say I I like what they're doing with Brady Tiger. I like that they're playing it very safe and they have the luxury to be able to do that. And I think it's working out well. I think he's been really good since he came back. Um I mean, he hasn't given up a run. He seems confident, and I feel like when we've talked to him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm good. Everything's good. Feeling good. If you can continue to work him back slowly, you know, add on to him every week. This is this is shaping up to look really good come postseason time. Because look at look at what they're doing right now. When when he's only throwing three innings, and and I think David Horn talked about how. They, they're not 100% sure if the starting role is going to stick for Tiger. Is that kind of what he was getting at, Robert?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it could change as, as time goes on and he gets more and more healthy. But, again, like you were saying, like, there's absolutely no reason to rush this dude back to be 100% right now. Like, uh, there was a comment on the message board that I read. that was like, I guess they don't want Tiger to be a starter. It's like, well, he started the last three weeks, and they keep building him up, you know, in terms of pitch count so that he can Pitched longer like a starter um and also like I, don't, I can't remember if we brought this up on the podcast before or not but Hunter Elliott for Ole Miss suffered the same injury UCL sprain. he that was the the first weekend of the year he came back through one inning against LSU after his his timetable had passed and then just like that he's on the shelf again he's got to have Tommy John because he tore it there's there's no reason to stretch Tiger out right now let him ease back into it uh, you want him, you know, you, you got to realize that there are way more important games ahead and it's not worth trying to burn him out on, you know, conference one, number 18 or 19. Like the Hogs are in really good position to host right now. They're going to be OK. We'll let him ease back into it, especially because, you know, Will McIntyre is going to pitch effectively behind it.
2: Robert, do you know if he did he go in the bullpen and throw any more pitches after?
1: Yeah, he did. He wasn't down there long, but I definitely saw him, you know, those socks up. He was he was throwing down there, but it wasn't like Mississippi State last week. He It was it was shorter because, you know, pitch count was 40, 45. He was at 37, so he didn't have that many to throw.
2: Mason, do you think he goes three innings again potentially next week or is it four
1: or is it just kind of feel? I mean, they're they're going to try to stretch stretch him to 60 pitches sooner than later, I think
0: yeah no i think I think it's smart to continue to add at least a little bit right yeah I mean, if he if he if he ends up having to throw 60 pitches to get through three innings he threw 60 pitches you know like that getting through if he could get through four innings that's great but you want you want to continue to increase the pitch count right so that's that's the goal and i feel like it's worked to perfection so far you just hope that there's nothing that pops up and right now it's looking good Perfect. um so okay talk about uh Jack Mahoney though and and what he was doing at the Arkansas lineup Robert
1: yeah you may you may have to pull up the uh the the transcript on this one from Peyton Holt because Dave Enhorn kept saying Y'all, you'll have to you'll have to ask the hitters what was going wrong um which you know when he says that kind of thing it makes me wonder like maybe they scouted him pretty well they just didn't execute the game plan right um but yeah I mean Jack Mahoney seven innings and this was the TBA guy, by the way. I don't know if it was fair to say TBA because he had made eight SEC starts, but seven innings, no runs, five hits, two walks, six strikeouts. I mean, he let two leadoff hitters aboard. One was John Bolton with a double, his first of two doubles on the weekend, by the way. Uh, Tavian Josenberger sacrifices him to third. Kendall Chase Jace Borfin don't have an answer, which – that was that was devastating because then South Carolina t- turned around and scored three on McIntyre, um, and then in the seventh there, two guys on, uh, with with Slavens and Holt, two guys on for the first time all game, and they couldn't do anything with it. They pinch hit Jason Jones, he hit into a double play, and then Bolton struck out. So it uh, it was just a tough night, you know, as baseball. That
0: is baseball. Uh, I have the quote from Peyton Holt. He said, "I mean, you've got to give credit." He did a really good job mixing his pitches. I thought we had a good pregame approach, and I just think we didn't execute it that well during the game. That's just part of it. Fair enough. Baseball. just baseball.
1: Right. I mean, you lost one SEC home game all year before that, so I think you're allowed to lose a second one.
0: Especially to a team like South Carolina. That's a great baseball team.
1: Number six in, in D1 baseball, you know, ahead of you in the RPI. Like, yeah. It, there's there's no shame in, in taking only two out of three in this one. All
0: right. Before we get to game three, uh let's talk about Bet Saracen. the mobile sports gambling app for the Saracen Casino Resort. Uh download Bet Saracen on the Google Play Store or the App Store. You get all of the incredible betting action over at Bet Saracen, including the double R props during Arkansas baseball games. They have a lot of stuff uh, that is player specific where you can bet on that for the Arkansas Razorbacks. We also do a story every week for hogbeat.com where we uh, break down the lines, odds, the specials, and we also give our picks, which by the way, I gave the picks on Saturday and I was wrong. I I I said parlay Arkansas LSU. It's a great, great decision. Every time both Arkansas and LSU lost. So uh, I'm an idiot. Hey, we have after this ad read, we we have some LSU discourse to get to. We do have to talk about that. Uh, But Bet Saracen, it is a great app. We are very uh, thankful for their uh, partnership with us. And go download the app today. Get started betting. um, Bet responsibly, please. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Um, But yeah, Bet Saracen, thank you for your sponsorship. Okay. The Hunter-Holland
1: game. What an outing from Hunter-Holland, man. I mean... You know, I I was trying to figure out after two games, like, you know, who gets the uh, who gets the weekend MVP nod? Because I was feeling like, wow, what a job by Will McIntyre, tied him over. Uh, but Hunter Holland, just you know, we can sit here right now and unanimously agree that uh, he he was the weekend MVP. I mean, shut not not a shutout. He gave up one run. He gave up a solo shot. Solo shots will not kill you. He was just he was just filling up the zone all day, man strikes 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 and made it easy for the infielders behind them
0: so i want to mention this we talked about hunter holland's mom kimberly and her accident that she had we talked about it on friday's episode she sent me a message thanking us for the shout out Uh, i wanted to provide an update so she said that she has one good arm and one good leg i don't want to get into the, the details because i it's it's just a freak accident with her dogs. If I, I think she posted on her Twitter some details on it, but she says she has one good arm, one good leg. She'll be in a wheelchair, non-weight-bearing for a minimum of 12 weeks. So uh, she had her surgery on Monday, went home on Wednesday, wasn't able to make it to Fayetteville this weekend to watch Hunter on Mother's Day. But Hunter, complete game, arguably the best performance of his career, on Mother's Day for his mother, who's watching on TV. That's that's pretty a pretty cool story.
1: That one's for Kim, man. Good so, stuff.
0: That that was uh that was a great performance from Hunter. Yeah. yeah gonna, I mean,
2: honestly, ahead, honestly, honestly I, I I totally forgot about that accident, and I mean this performance just makes it so much sweeter, and almost like emotional. Like that's in, that's insane. What a game from Hunter Hall, and what a moment for him and his family and his mom on Mother's Day. I guess it's more emotional to me now since my wife is a mother, so it's cool. You know, that's that's such a cool moment for their family. That's so so cool. Congrats to their family. Congrats to Hunter.
1: Yeah, yeah. you bet. Season high nine innings. Season high ten strikeouts. Dude, shoved today. You got to think that you know he had that in the back of his head. Like
0: I think I think Matt Jones, uh, who writes for the Democrat, is that. He's uh you know we sit next to him every game. I think he had a story about it. You know, I don't normally do this, encourage people to go look at competitors work, but you know, I think it's a cool story um that he wrote about Hunter and Kimberly. So, very rare, but go check out Matt Jones for that one. That's a a cool little story. But on a on a lighter note, uh she did say that Hunter nicknamed her Hot Wheels. So, I guess that she has one of those scooter things that she's rolling around on if she's able to. Um, but you know, unfortunate accident. But just an incredible game from Hunter Holland. Uh, I'm sure he dedicated it to his mom. So, yeah, you 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 mentioned it, Robert. Nine innings, gave up one urn, five hits, walked one, struck out ten, and and the Arkansas bats got
1: it done. Yeah, they did. I mean, the, he Holland ran into some trouble in the second, but you know, we we got to talk about the double play that he induced, right? There was a leadoff double, uh, a single by a uh, Christian's guy, Gavin Cassis, uh, and then and then a pop-out and a line-out to Holland that he was able to run halfway to third and then complete the throw like he had so much time. Um, yeah, I mean, getting out of that second was huge. Leadoff homer in the third, whatever. I mean, he he walked a guy, gave up a bunt hit after that, and that was, that was really it until there were two, two outs in the ninth and the game was basically over.
2: One of the best bunts I've ever seen, by the way, got, got past Hunter to, to Holt. Yeah.
1: Like it was, it was incredibly placed.
2: Yeah. So you can give up one of those, that hit like that. Just, you just, just, just like move on from that. That was crazy.
1: Especially if you're going to respond by punching out the next two hitters. <laughs>
0: yeah. That was, that was the thing is like the, really the one of the only times that he was in trouble all day was he responded with that. That was incredible. Um, And then of course the double play, that was huge. Uh, but yeah, and then the Arkansas lineup, the bottom of the lineup is what really did it. You know, John Bolton had another double, he had an RBI. Parker Rowland drove in two on one single. So, um, great job by the Arkansas lineup. The bottom of the lineup, you look at it, none of the, the top three guys had a hit, but you look at the bottom of the lineup, the six, seven, eight, nine hitters. What is that? That's six, eight hits, eight for 14. Eight of the ten hits came from the six, seven, eight, nine hitters.
1: And and Callie and Holt combined went six for eight out of the six and seven holes. Yeah, Peyton Big Holt. Game. By the way, Peyton Holt's a really good baseball player. He is. He is certainly making the absence of Peyton Stovall sting a lot less.
0: We we we're gonna have to talk about this, but I don't want to do it on this episode. We're gonna have to talk about what happens when Peyton Stovall wins slash if Peyton Stovall comes back
1: and when Jared Wagner gets back. Yes. But we don't have time on this episode. Hopefully we'll have updates from Dave Van Horn by the next time we meet.
0: Yes. Okay. Um shout out James Hicks, Conway native. He got in the game, threw well for the most part, you know, struggled at the beginning, also gave up the homer to McLaughlin. But um hey, he McLaughlin
1: had a battle for that. He, he yeah. shot off six pitches and then hit it off the top of the wall. Didn't see a ball in the abat. He he what was it, oh one and then he oh, fouled one, off six. Yeah.
0: And then hit the home run. That was a very impressive at bat. Um, but yes, James Hicks, shout out to James Hicks. Um, but all right, anything else for game three? I mean, Hunter Holland, we've talked about him a lot, but it, that's it's the Hunter Holland game.
1: Yeah, that was that was the story. Um, you know, the, we talked about the one run he gave up. Guess what? Arkansas responded to it in the very next half inning. So that seems to be a trend in the games that the Razorbacks win. It's, they just match whatever their opponents do or better.
0: Uh, also, one more thing to note, just the fact that Hunter Holland did go nine, you're saving those arms for down the stretch here. Like, that's huge to give those guys some rest. You know, the the Zach Morrises, the Cody Adcocks, the Parker Coyles, Christian Fouches, like the all those guys, it's big to get those guys rest, especially the freshmen who, you know, are probably still trying to navigate. So, it's huge. All right, um, let's get into – do we want to do weekend MVPs first or – yeah, let's do weekend Yes, Go ahead and knock it out. So Hunter Holland, that's that's the MVP on the mound for the whole podcast.
1: Honorable mention, everybody else, because everybody else was incredible. <laughs> yes. But, um, you know, nobody can match Hunter Holland there.
0: Okay, Robert, your MVP at the plate.
1: Uh, we got to go with Peyton Holt, 6 for 10 on the weekend. Um, dude, dude just raked, man. He, uh, he walked twice. He did not strike out, uh, aside from Jason Jones, who only got one at-bat. The only guy on the team not to strike out Uh, two walks, two doubles scored four times. He scored four times. Nobody else scored even twice Um, that he, he did his job as uh, I guess the leadoff man 2.0, because he let off three times, got on three times and scored three times. So shout out Peyton Holt weekend MVP. All right, Christian,
2: your weekend MVP at the plate.
1: I'm gonna go with uh, Kendall Diggs, three
2: RBIs, essentially one game one by himself. Um, I was gonna go with Peyton Peyton Holt, but Robert took him, obviously. Um, he didn't have. I think he, that was it. He didn't have any other hits the rest of the weekend. But 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 having a good game one like that was crucial. Winning game one was crucial. So he had three huge RBIs. So he's my weekend MVP from the from the dish,
1: for sure. Now Mason, does this mean that you're gonna you're gonna do the honors? I'm gonna pick John Bolton. It's my way to John some, B.
0: Some some might not believe that I would do this, but shout out to John B for bringing him on home. Uh John B three hits on the weekend, scored a run, had an RBI on Sunday, had two doubles, uh, a double on Saturday, a double on Sunday. So also shout out to Riley McFerrin on Hogbeat.com. He's a recruiting contributor. I told him before John Bolton's double on Sunday. I put it on our message board. I was like, if he, because he predicted that John Bolton was going to hit a home run. I said, if he does that, I'm going to give you $150 right now. And then John Bolton hits one to the wall and right. Uh, and I, it, you know, it didn't look like it was going to be gone, but when he hit it in the air and it started like pushing back, I was like, you have got to be joking me. John Bolton has hit like two home runs in his college career. And one of them is going to be after I said, I would pay someone 150 bucks if he hits it.
2: Oh, Uh, I wish wish that happened. Oh, my goodness.
0: But good for John Bolton. He's my weekend MVP. Three hits, the two doubles. Uh, He continues to have confidence there. Uh, You're seeing the confidence at the plate. And, I mean, uh, you know, in the field, he's just lights out.
1: Yeah, and still, by the way, playing a very, very good shortstop. And, you know what, this is a perfect segue for the state of the John Bolton address.
0: Yes, state of the John Bolton address. So it has come to my attention that there's uh, there's a rumor out there that this podcast started the hate for John Bolton, the starting shortstop of the Arkansas Razorbacks. I would like to clear that up right now and say that uh, we never started the hate. We actually never hated on John Bolton at all, uh, whether on this podcast or via our social media accounts. We have never done that. Um, our job is to report on the Arkansas Razorbacks when good things happen and when bad things happen. And unfortunately, that means that if a player has a bad day, we have to talk about it and we have to write about it. And there was an episode that I remember it, and I said we need to have a serious conversation about John Bolton being the starting shortstop of the Arkansas Razorbacks. And at the time, it was a valid question of should John Bolton be the starting shortstop or should they give Harold Cole more of a a shot at playing? At the time, it was a valid question. And now John Bolton has not only proved us wrong for saying that, he has proved everybody on social media wrong who has said much worse things than posing a question when he was struggling. And so all I have to say is great for John Bolton. I'm happy for the guy. Love his walk-up song. Love the John B. And I like watching him play. I think he's a great shortstop. And I enjoy watching him get a hit. And I always love a good bunt. So... Never have I hated on John Bolton. Never has Robert hated on John Bolton. And never has Cree- Christian Cheatham hated on John Bolton. So uh, this podcast did not start that. Um, we don't hate on players, except for there is there is one former player that we did talk bad about. Um, but he plays for a team in Columbia, Missouri that we're not really going to talk about. So
1: we uh, we We merely present numbers and let you, the listeners, decide what to do with them.
0: And hey, I defended John Bolton on, on Twitter today because somebody was like, DVH still playing that shortstop. He sucks. John Bolton over the past three SEC series is hitting 348. Not bad for a number nine hitter. Not bad for a number nine hitter. So uh, that is the state of the John Bolton address. Christian, do you have anything to add?
2: No, I think that was, I think you covered everything, Mason. That was great. Um, like a lot of guys that have played here the last few years, you know, they have their ups and downs and sometimes we have to talk about it. And it's, it's not like it's uncomfortable, but it is, you know, the team that we're all reporting on and we all want them to be successful. It makes our, makes our job easier and more fun. And, you know, when they struggle, sometimes it's, we just have to suggest, well, what our opinion would be maybe giving someone else another look. That's all it was. I think, um, I think you covered everything and, like you said, we're we're so happy for him, and we want him to be successful, because he's our not our he's the Razorback starting shortstop, and um, you know that we want them to go deep in the postseason and win a title one day. And and here's here's the biggest
0: thing about it is that the guy who makes the decision to throw John Bolton at starting shortstop every game, he's going to be probably national coach of the year, SEC coach of the year, and we just have a podcast talking about his baseball team
1: (laughs) so that's what it comes down to yeah old old Dave really really uh, strengthened his case for SEC coach of the year this weekend I mean this is a perfect segue let's talk about the standings right now they're they're a, a full game up on Florida for first in in the southeastern conference a game and a half up on LSU the lead grew because LSU lost to lowly Mississippi State in Baton Rouge this weekend And two games ahead of Vanderbilt, who will be the Razorbacks' next opponent?
0: Who would have guessed that that LSU was going to choke at some point? Now, of course, the postseason is still like has not happened yet. But to lose that Mississippi State team that we just
1: watched last weekend—that was really bad. This this is the thing I worry about. If if LSU is getting their struggles out of the way, yeah, they, they might go on a run here. But here's the thing, though they, they have lost pitching similar to Arkansas and, and, you know, people, other teams are exposing them. Obviously Arkansas didn't, that was like seven or eight weeks ago at this point. So don't worry about it, but teams are starting to expose them for the the depth that they do not have behind Paul schemes. And yeah. I mean, you saw it, you saw it in the, in the finale Sunday, it was like 13 to four LSU at one point, Mississippi state won that game.
0: Yeah. I can't believe that Mississippi State did that. But you look at it, Arkansas, sole possession of first place in the SEC and in the SEC West. Uh, Florida, number two, 18-9 in conference play. Vandy lost the series, right? Did they get swept by Florida? I think they got swept by
2: Florida, which is
0: wild because we were looking at next weekend series of, like, this could be the potential, you know, first place team. Now,
1: the math could still
0: work itself out, right? Yeah, Florida
1: has to go to Kentucky, and Kentucky's pretty good at home, I'm pretty sure.
0: So, for Vandy to get first place, they would
1: have to sweep Arkansas, and Florida would have to lose. And you'd have to have probably an LSU loss or two in there, too. Yeah. So, LSU is at Georgia next week. We know how good Georgia can be at home. Uh, Arkansas is at Vanderbilt, and Florida is at Kentucky.
0: Okay. I wow. think I think we can confidently say at this point though, like Arkansas is definitely hosting a regional. Yes, and it okay. is—it's almost locked up that it's going to be a top eight seed to
1: host the super. It's 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 all it's it's academic at this point. It it really feels like it is. And and by the way, we heard in the in the post game today that uh, they've officially clinched the top four seed in Hoover, which means they start in double elimination, not single elimination. So there's two more chances to win games and somehow bolster your resume if it needs it in, in the tournament.
0: Yeah. Well, the uh, the fact that they are going to most likely play regional and potentially super regional in Fayetteville is great for the Diamond Hogs podcast travel budget. That is huge.
1: <laughs> it, uh, mo- most of the expenses will come in Omaha, that's for sure.
0: Yes. and Hoping, hopefully they get to Omaha.
2: And <clears throat> most of them will go to Robert's Fried Pickles as well.
0: Well, Robert's not going to be traveling, so... Oh boo. That's right. Perfect perfect segues. We've had so many of those in this episode. Robert, to your
1: announcement. Also, my congratulations announcement.
0: on graduating.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is tough. I uh, I don't want to do this right now. Um so yeah, I've I've covered my my last game at Ballmocker Stadium this season, unfortunately. Um I am as of this recording, less than twenty four hours from leaving Fayetteville. I will be going to Nashville for for the Vanderbilt series this week. Uh, Nashville is conveniently halfway to my home in Northern Virginia, and I have an internship at a publication called Stars and Stripes in Washington D.C. this summer. So I'll be an editing intern there. Um, it's a it's a pretty big deal, and I'm I'm excited for the new opportunity. I'm not excited about leaving. It is going to be tremendously hard for me to be removed from this arkansas team and this podcast and and hogbeat and you know with all that i've done uh, this year i'm i'm going to complete the the regular season circuit with uh with the vanderbilt games next week and uh, it's it's going to be tough to to miss the end of the season but uh, you know I, I hope that i'm going to i'm going to find out that it's not too difficult to keep doing the podcast that's that's number one the number one thing i want to still do and, of course, I'll keep chiming in with thoughts on Twitter and uh, and the message board over at Hogbeat. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to be there uh, after this weekend. I'm not going to be writing stories. So it, it'll be tough for me. But uh, the, the the state of things is, is in, in very good hands with, with Mr. Choate and Mr. Cheatham.
0: I, for one, am uh, very upset that you're leaving. But I'm interested to see what the dynamic is with just me and Christian. It's going to be weird. Because, like, Robert, you and I have this thing where, like, it's like playful banter. Like, I hate on you. You just take it. And, and that's how it goes. Christian, Christian's somewhat of an alpha. Like, Christian, we we talked about Christian in Omaha last year. He was the alpha. When we, when we had issues at, at any point in Omaha, we were like, Christian, go do it and he was like he was like hey hey you know he's got the military background he knows what he's doing so that that's one thing that christian has on you robert is that christian's an alpha
1: yeah he started barking at people man like there there were guys guys you know sitting in the wrong seats in the press box at at the at the ballpark in omaha and christian gained the respect of a lot of arkansas media members that that june let me tell you
0: yeah all right. And another perfect segue, Christian, to your announcement.
2: Well, let, let me say one thing about Robert real quick. You know, yeah. Robert, you know, we haven't we didn't work together too long and we didn't know each other very long. But I know Mason, you know, speaks high of live you and he he loves you and he cares about you. And, you know, it's it was a pleasure getting to do this with you. And hopefully we can continue to do the podcast together and, and obviously see your goofy face on on Zoom every now and then. But uh, it's been great getting to learn from you two over the last year plus and get to go to Omaha and bunk in those crummy hotels together and watch you and you and Mason eat your cheese curds and fried pickles and have those stories forever. So, you know, it was it was such a fun ride it's been. And I know it's not over necessarily, but as far as having you around, um, you know, thanks for taking me in. You and Mason both took me in very quickly, quickly and allowed me to be a part of your podcast and um you know just thank you for thank you for bringing me in and allowing me to be a part of the group hey you bet man yeah good luck in dc and good luck in the future and i know you're gonna do great things
1: thank you thank you you've been a great addition and i it's it's nice to know that we have at least two episodes left
2: yes sir yes sir well so what what do you want me to do just talk about what, what i'm doing in the future well,
0: first of all, congratulations to you on graduating as well. And uh, I don't know, you—you you got a new position. It's exciting. I don't know if you—I mean, like, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to.
2: Yeah. No, I can talk about it. Yeah. So, as Mason just said, yeah, I, I graduated uh, a couple of days ago or yesterday. Um, my brother actually graduated on Friday, so that was really cool getting to experience that with my family in town. Two grad, two graduates and uh, Mother's Day today. So it was a fun, fun weekend, getting to see a bunch of family and have them in town this weekend. And then, um, yeah, so throughout the summer, I have my final undergrad requirements. So I officially walked it the other day, but when I gr- I won't graduate, quote unquote, until the fall, until I finish my summer internship for undergrad program. And then I roll that into graduate school. I've been accepted to attend graduate school at the University of Arkansas, so I'll be here in Fayetteville for at least another two years, so me and Mason will keep this ride going for at least another two years. And I, I was also uh, got an internship with the athletic program, so I'll be continuing to work with sports in some capacity. Not necessarily sure what what area just yet, but it'll be in a in a variety of different positions in the athletics offices. And I'm super excited to get to continue to be here and work and learn from all these people and get to be around Mason still and and still get to do the podcast and be around all the members of the media So So I'm I'm so fortunate, so blessed to be here, and it's been such a fun couple years. And I'm just glad I get to keep going for uh, at least two more. So
0: let's go! Congrats, yeah. Christian! Congrats, that's awesome. Uh, for those for those of you who don't know, Christian is. He's on the field during baseball games. He's walking around. He looks like a businessman. He's got like the walkie-talkie and everything or whatever. And he's just, you know, he has got the play ball kid. Hands him the mic. The kid says play ball. And Christian's like, get over here now. And he grabs the mic from him and shoves the kid. And that's Christian Cheatham, everybody. If you if you see him out there, tell him what's up. He's a nice guy for the most part. So,
2: but oh yeah, that re- that reminds me. So I had a I had a great fan interaction today. I was uh, standing by the booth. The marketing booth and a young lady walked up to me and said, Hey, Christian. And I didn't respond right away because I wasn't expecting to hear anyone talk to me. And she's like, Oh, you're not Christian. And I was like, No, I'm Christian. What's up? And she was like, I, I just want to tell you, I love your podcast. I love you, you, you know, the three of you. And we listen all the time. And I think it was her and her, I believe, boyfriend, could have been fiance or husband, but I didn't get her name. So I'm very sorry. So tweet me or tweet the guys and let us know who you were. Um, cause we're shouting you out right now, but I don't know your name. So I'm sorry. But that, that was a fun interaction, and um, I've had a couple interactions the last couple weeks of people just saying they love the pod. So that's been really cool getting to meet you guys out in public, and yeah, don't be afraid to come say hi to one of us or you know, yell at us from a you know around the stadium or something. So we love hearing your feedback and hearing that you guys are listening.
0: Love it, love to hear it. Uh, disappointed that Robert's leaving, but uh, you know, I'm ha- I'm happy for you, Robert. We've talked about this, you know, a lot behind closed doors. So um, it's it's an exciting opportunity for Robert. I encourage him to take it, even though I'm his boss and I'm really upset that he's leaving me. Um, I I am happy for him. And so Christian, you're stepping up to the big the the big leagues. You and me, you're the new co-host of the Diamond Hawks Podcast. Hey, you see this sign back here? I'm gonna trash that one. It's it's about to say Mason Choate and Christian Cheatham. No longer Mason Cho, and Robert Stewart. I'm gonna man, fix, I'm,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna change it right now uh, after this episode. That's man, insane.
2: I'm, that's insane.
1: I'm I'm going to cover games for you in Nashville. And I'm already getting kicked off. That's crazy. Hey man, once hey, you make hey. the announcement, it's official.
2: Things happen fast in in the real world, Robert. You're gonna learn that. Yeah, this yeah is, I
1: guess so.
0: He's a business buddy. Yeah.
2: Well, I know I have big shoes to fill, Robert. I got to figure out how to read all those stats that you do. Like, that's such a huge part of the show, you know?
1: (laughs) Hey, research is important, man.
0: All right, let's wrap up the Diamond Hogs podcast right now. So uh, thank you to Robert. Thank you to Christian. Thank you to everybody for listening. Visit hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com, and uh, get all of that information on Arkansas athletics. Tell your friends about the Diamond Hogs podcast, and we will talk to everybody. On Thursday.
1: You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRSTU thirty-two.